0: Welcome to the Russin' Box,
1: where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar.
0: And I'm Aron Sands.
1: And we're dancers with New York City Ballet. Today's topic is the ranks, which to me sounds like a dramatic TV show. Mm. Um, <laughs> soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which could sometimes be the case. But the ranks in the New York City Ballet, there are these divisions that give us a sense of order.
0: Yeah, I think it's just how we organize or categorize the family that is New York City Ballet.
1: It's also a very natural progression. As a young adult, you can't really jump into a company at the top. It's like any other company in the country or in the world. You have to start at the bottom and then work your way upwards. And so we have four different ranks in the New York City Ballet.
0: We have seven apprentices, 53 corps de ballet, 20 soloists, and 21 principal dancers.
1: Which is at the top and which is a position that most of us aspire to reach.
0: Everyone has a different path, but we all have a very similar journey.
1: Yeah, you and I, we started off as apprentices. Right. my apprentice season was about maybe eight months ten months and then moved into the core and I feel like yours is probably similar yeah yeah I think we were in the core together for about seven or eight years and then we were just promoted to soloist last fall in together 18 together which was fun and it's kind of like being the middle child <laughs> in the, in a family We have done a lot of learning, as we've done a lot of the core roles. Right now, we are trying to gather our artistry more to fine tune our techniques so that we can make perhaps another big jump to principal dancer. And yeah, like Aron said, it doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah. But the core of the New York City Ballet is different from a lot of cores in other ballet companies.
0: I think the core represents city ballet at its finest. Yeah. I think it's the heart of the company and I think it's one of the most essential parts of it. Also, New York City Ballet is known for the variety of repertoire that Core of the Ballet does, meaning Core of the Ballet dancers are a lot of times featured in uh, different roles that could be done by soloists or principals while the same night having to do some other core roles in a different ballet
1: within yeah. the same night yeah it's a very exciting company to be in for that reason mm-hmm. especially as a core dancer because you do get opportunities, opportunities to, yeah. to shine as a principal dancer for an evening or in a ballet
0: yeah while and, still have your duties yeah of committing and representing mm-hmm. The big number of the core of the ballet.
1: Which also makes it very difficult because your workload, you're kind of balancing two dancers' workloads. At, at a certain time when you're moving up in the core, you're balancing the workload of a core dancer and a soloist yeah. dancer.
0: I think it's one of the hardest challenges before someone gets promoted because you're at, as you said, like, you're the most loaded with um, ballets and rehearsals and rep.
1: Yeah. And all, you're expected to be good at all of them all yeah. the time. And that's, kind of what, it, that's what it takes <laughs> in order to yeah. move up.
0: How better to get to know the ranks than by talking to them.
1: We're going to have the apprentices, the corps de ballet, soloists, and principal dancers with us here to talk about what it's like to be in each different position. First up, we have apprentices Savannah Durham and Kanan Weber with us today. Welcome. (laughs) Hi. Would you guys introduce yourselves and tell us where you're from, uh, what ballet studio or what your training was like before coming to New York, and then how old were you when you made the transition to move to New York?
2: Um, I'm Savannah. I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, I started dancing at the North Carolina School of the Arts, and I did their prep program there. So I did that from about age 8 to 14. And then I went to Boston Ballet School for a year, and then I went to SAB when I was 16.
1: And then what year did you become an apprentice, or how old were you when you became an apprentice? I'm 19. Great. What about you, Kanan?
3: I'm from... Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, specifically Emmaus, Pennsylvania, and I went to a little studio called Dolly Holtzman Dance Academy. Luckily uh, I had a teacher that went there and she was my main teacher that taught me and she came from SAB and I hadn't known about it until she had me go and audition for a summer course, but I had started there when I was five. I danced there all the way throughout middle school and then I came to SAB when I was 14 for my freshman year of high school and then when i was 17 halfway through the year uh somebody had gotten injured and they needed to take somebody uh to fill in a spot so right. that's how
1: i got in <laughs> yeah i think that's how i got into there were a fair number of injuries in mm-hmm. the company at the nutcracker season it's like a better sweet moment because
0: you know someone got hurt but you're just like so happy <laughs> right? Like,
1: and how has company life changed how you live
2: well, I'm still in the dorms, so I do just take an elevator ride to class and breakfast and everything, but I still have to make sure that I'm on top of everything, and right now I'm one of the oldest people in the dorms, so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, no one's going to be like, oh, like, do you know which rehearsal you're going to? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm responsible for myself, so I need to make sure to look at, like, my schedule every day. It hasn't been, like, too big of a change, but there are also, like, little things I've had to make sure I'm yeah, on top of. accountability. yeah.
1: Also, we have this new apprentice mentorship program which I'm actually a part of hey. <laughs> 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 but we have a series like a group of mentors who are uh, more senior dancers in the company who can answer questions who lead meetings with all of the apprentices so that you don't feel lost when right. you come mm-hmm. to this company right
3: and definitely having meetings like the most recent one was about Nutcracker. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, like if stuff starts hurting, don't like try to push yourself, like make sure that you're good before we have weeks and weeks of all these shows and just like little tips and tricks that they've picked up on the way as the as they've done it over the years. It was definitely really nice to hear. That's especially great. from a person that's Sounds already had helpful. to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think
2: it has been really helpful. Yeah, it's been very helpful. Very much so. Um, Literally whenever I have a question I just like ask one of the mentors and be like, Hey, like is this, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing? And they're always so helpful. Yeah, and you
1: know they, they got your back.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also always nice. good to have
2: another perspective. Yeah, and almost everyone in the company has been there, like as an apprentice, you know, a little confused and having questions. So they're always like so helpful.
0: For sure. So guys, how does it feel to go from the top of the school of American ballet to transition
3: to the bottom of the company per se? It wasn't as difficult as I necessarily expected it to be because you're not doing a ton of like parts ETC in the school the only performances and stuff that you do are workshop and you might do uh, like them or a showing or something here and there going from having just class most of the time into having a class and then getting to actually like dance different parts and learn different stuff and then like having to go and transfer that stuff from the studio to on stage even just being an apprentice is kind of I like it I think it it was a it was a nice transition so
1: you're saying it's kind of kind of similar to what you were doing
3: but there's more stress obviously Mm -hmm. you have to learn and be on top of your stuff a lot more rather than just having to go and take one class and then take a variations and then you're done
1: yeah
3: but it doesn't feel like so much I'm at the We're at the bottom, it just kind of feels like we're kind of wow, that's great. That's great, Great. yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like there is a difference between the
0: rehearsals you do for a workshop performance and like the rehearsals that you do here for performances that happen later that day, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you prepare for a workshop for longer than a month, oh, yeah, yeah. just rehearsing the same ballet and uh, working on the same part while. In the company, you are rehearsing a few different ones, and a lot of them happen within like a week from the rehearsal or two.
1: You're right. That those workshop performances at School of American Ballet they happen. They maybe do three shows mm-hmm. and in the beginning of June or end of May, and you work that whole spring season leading up to those shows just yeah. to do that. But then here you have so many roles that you're trying to juggle and learn and understudy you have to be a good yeah. understudy yeah. as yeah. an apprentice definitely you That's have to you have to, you have to know all parts <laughs> and
0: have the ability to step in if someone yeah. needs you mm-hmm. yeah
1: i feel like sometimes in an understudying rehearsal there is less pressure because you're not the main dancer in the front of the room who is going to perform it mm-hmm. but in the same sense really there is a, almost a greater pressure that you have to put on yourself Yeah. to really know the steps because mm. at any given moment, you could be asked to fill in, mm. uh, most likely due to an injury or an illness. Right. Yeah. That's a big role for an apprentice.
3: Or even if it's just a rehearsal, especially if it's Rosemary, she might just be like, alright, let's, let's see what you yeah, picked up.
1: Understand. <laughs> yeah, let's see the understanding. It's real. Yeah.
0: Is there someone in the company that you admire and look up to in particular?
2: I admire, of course, like everyone. But also, I really love all, a lot of the senior core members. Like they are so amazing to watch. And um, I especially remember during Diamonds, I was understudying a rehearsal, and I got to watch like all the like four Demi girls. And it was like Lane and um, I remember Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and She's Lydia good. Wellington
1: and maybe Mary
0: Liz. Yeah, so. Olivia McKinnon. Maybe, maybe Olivia McKinnon. Yeah, yeah Olivia McKinnon.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like watching all four of them, and they were just like, I mean, they were dancing so much too, and yeah. like really jumping and doing like a lot of steps, and they all looked so gorgeous and beautiful and. I just loved all of them. And then also, I remember during Union Jack, watching all the Wrens. I <laughs> loved that part so much. And I loved watching everyone. And, like, I also love tall dancers, too, like yeah. Miriam Miller and Megan Dunno. Mm-hmm. I, like, love b- watching both of them so much. Um, and then, like, of course, they're, like, obvious, like, principal dancers and like soloists that I admire, Um, but I really just love watching the core dancers a lot.
1: Yeah, that's great too, because that's where you are, you Mm -hmm. know, hopefully gonna be. What is your next step? Yes, it's great that you're kind of studying
2: their their
1: attitudes, their qualities, Mm -hmm. their technique. That's great. What about you?
3: I'd say I agree with that a lot (laughs) because Senior core and also just core in general, if you've been there for longer than like two or three years, mm-hmm. everybody just kind of knows what they're doing somehow. I've learned a lot, like if I don't know or if I am having trouble with something in particular, I, I've learned like which people I can go and ask and they'll always just, like have it ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the people that I really like to watch in like class and rehearsals is uh, Silas Farley because mm-hmm. he's always so, focused on what he's yep. doing and it, he makes every step seem like it was so deliberate mm-hmm. like he, it's exactly where he wanted it to be everything is always so controlled and placed and I really I really admire that about his dancing yeah. and another person that I look up to is uh, Gonzalo Garcia just because he always has so much energy and yeah it he's almost seems like watch. he never gets tired
1: mm-hmm. yeah
3: very good
2: answers.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I mean, you guys probably have to get us. to class yes. this morning. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, we do. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you yeah, both.
2: It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming to the Rosenbox. <laughs> thank you for inviting Bye us.
2: For
4: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 20 Lincoln Center Plaza, New York, New York. We're at the Rosenbox. <laughs>
1: New York New York
0: was my favorite one.
1: <laughs> Everyone that was Gretchen Smith, core mm. dancer with the New York City Ballet. And with us we also have Russell Jansen, principal dancer with the New York City Ooh. Ballet.
5: I love your radio voice, Claire. It's <laughs> oh, really good.
1: It's it's not put on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not
0: getting old either. <laughs>
1: Anyway, we're here to talk about the ranks and what's different, what's not different, how everyone relates to each other, and how we put on a good show at the end of the day.
0: Um, can you explain a little bit of what each one of your days look
4: like? So for a core dancer, especially the female core dancers, your days are quite rigorous. There's company class 1030 to 1130 or 1145, depending on what time of year it is, whether it's a rehearsal period, it's a longer class. If it's performance time, it's the hour class, as we all know. And then you rehearse from eleven thirty to either six.
1: Five thirty or six. Yeah. yeah. Five
4: thirty or six, depending on show time. And you can rehearse from anywhere from two ballets in that time to six ballets in that time. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And then you prepare for the show.
0: How about you
5: wrestle? I guess I usually take company class, but sometimes I'll warm myself up or um, take class somewhere else. I live pretty far out in Brooklyn, so I take class in Brooklyn when I can. Sometimes if I don't have to be until later. Typically, I don't rehearse as much as the core dancers do, especially now that most of my rep is stuff I've done before. So I, I have less rehearsal. I mean, it depends on on the season. It depends on what's going, but. I probably have like around one to three hours of rehearsal a day, sometimes quite often more, but it's a little bit less. And especially if I'm busy, my body doesn't really allow me to rehearse much during the season, so I do kind of, I generally have to do like minimal amounts of rehearsal Mm -hmm. if I'm dancing a lot. But it also depends on how my body's feeling. So every day is pretty different, but it's a little bit less full. But I spend a lot of time in the fitness room doing exercises, Yeah, spend a lot of time going to PT. I spend um, a lot of time kind of doing body maintenance and making sure that I'm able to get on stage and do whatever it is that I have to do.
0: And your rehearsals are usually very different. You're with mm-hmm. one or two people yeah, in the room. It's true. Yeah. And compared to like, core the ballad rehearsals can be quite full.
5: Yeah, oh. it's true. It's usually yeah. just me. And my partner, and the pianist, and a ballet master. Sometimes it's there isn't even a ballet master there, um, or a pianist, or a pianist. So and you on just the, tape. the tape? That's right. And when I'm learning a new ballet, there's still multiple casts in the room doing things. But
1: yeah, and I guess too with core rehearsals, there's so many people in the room that it takes more time to put together yes. the same amount of choreography. Mm-hmm. Gretchen, as a more senior core member, do you find yourself trying to help the other ones who may not know the choreography as well? Or do you feel like a certain responsibility in the rehearsal?
4: Yeah, I feel that the most important moment to help them or to be a source of guidance for them is really just like watching and knowing. The right time and the responsible mm-hmm. time to impart information. Mm-hmm. It's more now I feel that my actions are much more important in the studio than Speak ever. Yeah. yeah. Because they really watch a lot. And I just want to be respectful yeah. of Rosemary and Glenn and the, Katie, those that are at the, the front mistresses. of the Yeah, yeah. the ballet yeah. mistresses that are at the front of the room. But I do. If I see certain things, I will say something.
5: Yeah. And I think just because of, um, you know, things that have happened in the company in the last couple of years, the people who are in the company, the kinds of shifts and conversations that are happening, I know Gretchen feels this way and I, th- I feel this way too. Like the responsibility of the older dancers is, it, it's a little bit different. And I think that, you know, there's that mentorship program now. And I think mm-hmm. there's like real, there, people have roles for being a mentor, and, mm-hmm. and I think that it's so important that the fact that we're all colleagues is emphasized in our interactions, too. Like, yes. it doesn't feel good when you're new in the... I mean, it's exciting when you're new in the company if someone who you admire their dancing says something to you, but it also signals to you some, yeah. something about the hierarchy that exists in the company that I think has been um, shifting a lot in the last couple of years.
4: Yeah. And I also think it's interesting, too, because it can't not be said that the world of social media right so it's, it's not a also different that different impact yes yeah, so it's also like i feel that when i'm in the studio i'm really aware of how much i'm on my phone and how present i am because i feel like that's an important something to see
1: where it, it, it's you, so yeah, you want to remind people yeah. to be present and to not be on their phones. Yeah, and engage even with though that like more than this world. Yes, but even,
5: saying don't be on your phone puts you know it's oh, like oh I would a, never you want to be that great. Yeah,
1: lead person. by we have to lead by, right. by example. And Um, We had Kanan and Savannah on the show earlier, and they said that some of their favorite dancers to watch and to aspire to be are core dancers. Mm -hmm. And that was really sweet to hear, but it just speaks to your point that the apprentices and the younger core dancers even are watching the more senior dancers and really trying to take in the best qualities of all of them.
4: That's... That's really lovely. It's nice to hear.
1: On a lighter
0: note, um, what does your show prep look like?
4: Mm, It it depends on the role. Right. If it's something more strenuous and serious, I'm a zone-out person. So I need, I'll meditate Mm -hmm. before I start putting my makeup on. I listen to music, and whether that music is what I'm about to perform or just a shuffle, and then I love the process of doing my own makeup and hair. That we to me too. is just oh. like we do too. That's
1: it's one of my favorite things to uh, do. <laughs> it really,
4: it's so there's something so um, gosh, really? I, I I think the action of wiping away every single feature and then having to rebuild it and like and draw it
5: on. yeah, there are some times in the season where I'm like, I'm so glad part of my job is like covering up how much this job wrecks me.
4: Yeah, sometimes if I feel that I have like a lot of um, stress wrinkles on my forehead, I'll do my bun like mm-hmm. extra tight so that it just like, <laughs> it pulls it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, so I didn't
1: think about that. I told Aron mm-hmm. I do my I like to do my bun first, but next time I'll just make it extra tight. Yeah. to eliminate always stress bun wrinkles. first.
4: I don't know how people do their makeup without doing their hair because yeah, you're everything's that. a little lined up differently, you know.
5: A little lift. Yeah. You yeah. got to get a little lift with <laughs> that bend.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I, like, always am running late. No matter, like, when I start, <laughs> it, I'm, like, always running late. See,
4: that stresses <laughs> me out. Don't it's make n- yourself do
5: that. But it's not – but I think it actually helps me mm-hmm. when I, like, first got in the company – I would be ready so early, and I had to go through all the choreography I was going to do three times. I'd, like, fall on the ground, like, fake fall on the ground to, like, get my fall out of the way. I had, like, so many things that I did. Stop. And now... what? I'd, like, kind of, like, you know, sit, fall (laughs) to, like, get it out.
1: I've never heard this (laughs) It wouldn't happen on the stage. That's amazing.
5: And then (laughs) now, now I have... I mean, I do, to say I don't like makeup and hair is, like, not quite right. Like, I'm not skilled with makeup or mm-hmm. and I don't have great hair so it's like not an exciting I don't feel like I'm making myself look my best mm-hmm. or anything but I do appreciate the ritual of having like this thing that I have to do and then I don't really do a bar before I go out on stage I go do exercises yeah. up in the in the fitness room and I don't like I, I used to warm up backstage and that makes me ner- I think that just like gets me too in my head mm-hmm. so I if I do need to do a bar you know depending on the role i'll do it up in the practice room but i do i always do the leg um, leg exercises on the tower diatonic leg exercises nice. stabilization because my back is yeah. always going out and then i do like bar exercises on stage and costume without a bar just to like feel stable mm-hmm. and feel like um yeah. and then i always ask my partner if there's anything they want to try but i'm always like getting down at not at the last minute, but they're calling five minutes or something. <laughs> Question:
1: Do you rosin your partner's costumes? Mm. No, before you don't.
5: I rosin my hands if the okay. costume. Oh no, that's not true. Sometimes costumes are slippery, mm-hmm. see? and
1: yeah. sometimes I do
5: rosin them. That's right. Yeah.
1: Ron definitely does. Yep. Maybe it depends on the costume for you too, but generally you like to have rosin. Yeah, I yeah, hands I'm and costumes. Hmm. Yeah.
5: Um, I do rosin. I like I've had my shoes fly off on stage many times. Oh. So so I <laughs> yeah. do rosin and like spray <laughs> whatever crap. that static guard or whatever it is. Yeah. No, not static guard. Yeah, it's yeah. static um, guard. Yeah. yeah. Oh firm no, grip. it's not static. Firm, firm grip. grip. Yeah, firm grip. I spray firm, firm grip and grip. put rosin. That could be the next on. podcast. Firm grip, <laughs> rosin box, <bogs>, firm grip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How to get a grip on life. <laughs>
5: uh, still learning. Led by no one in this company. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm definitely, I like to listen to music. I like to have about two hours, two and a half hours to get ready. Mm-hmm. I do love the makeup ritual. I'm not amazing at makeup or hair, but I've learned some techniques that have helped me to feel more comfortable and more beautiful. I do sometimes... Go down to our hair and makeup room for a little extra zhuzh, <laughs> which I don't know how to spell that, but that just means a little, like a little extra, a little extra beauty. And um, how do you spell zhuzh? It's something like T S Z J.
5: It's like your your last name. Okay, keep going. T S C. H Z M A R M A R (laughs) 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 my. That's a good stage name. That's good. Yeah,
1: I usually like to go down to um, the hair and makeup room to get a little extra something, and then I do exercises in our workout room. Yeah,
5: we usually see each other. We usually
1: see each other. That's really nice. I do like to chat up there a little bit. I also don't like to put on my tights till the last minute because I don't like being sucked in. No. So I, keep, I, d- I stay not sucked in as Me long too. as I can.
0: <laughs> and I'm Me the too. opposite. I'm in
4: in. My like full corseted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put mine on until I have to put my costume
0: on. Yeah. You Sorry. guys breathe on the stage? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do exercises up there in the workout room with, with sweatpants on, mm-hmm. something loose. Then I'll put on the tights, go down, get my costume on. Put rosin on my shoes, so the laces of the point shoes into the tights, Yep. and then do someone the steps on stage. I'm probably um, famous for doing almost all the steps <laughs> on stage before I do the show. Two shows for Claire, obviously. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes for
5: three, because sometimes it happens after the show too. And yeah,
1: and after the show, and sometimes I'll even have the show's going on. It's dark backstage, <laughs> yeah. and I'm doing all
4: the
5: steps. Claire <laughs> and I like couldn't be more opposite with how we're like. Getting ready for shows. I mm-hmm. do none of the steps. Yep. Yeah.
4: I try. I I, even if I'm it. having trouble with a step, I really try to not touch it. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, then it comes and I'm totally mentally yeah. all over the place. And it seems like
0: the only step that you have to do that night.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Osan is like
0: the main step. That's all I do. And it stand. could be like literally
4: <laughs> like a grandma yeah. ma on the tight side of your body. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, the show, it's done. <laughs> I
0: failed.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that left leg didn't. <laughs>
0: Well, I suffer FOMO all the time mm-hmm. from everything. Like, I'm just a big FOMO person, so I can... Fear of missing out. Correct. If I could warm up on the stage, I would, because I'm like, I'm going to miss my entrance. But like, well, <laughs> you have less ballet, and it's like 5 o'clock, and I was like, but I'm going to miss my entrance. <laughs> so I like to be on stage and uh, connecting and seeing everyone, and, like, m- you know, making sure that everything is running just fine.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, like very superstitious at the same time it's like the worst you can be mm. but um I only take one elevator always
5: oh really to go down to the stage what if it's yeah. interesting. what if it's out do you take the stairs then I take
0: the stairs but on that side yeah
4: yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's, that's a weird, yeah,
5: that's a you know, weird I always, one I always think you like, look so calm before you go out on stage I mean I guess yeah. you are calm acting acting <laughs>
0: acting <laughs> 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 Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the interactions you might have with other dancers from a different rank?
5: Well, I feel like you and I are in the studio a lot together, Ron. Like we've, yeah. I think we've learned a lot of parts at the same time, and which is great because you always know them much better than me. So. And it's great to so always get to watch you dance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Mostly when I'm dancing with a partner, it's with a principal woman and and then occasionally like there's group like in a lot of justin's work there's a lot of ensemble stuff so i'm dancing alongside dancers who have been in the company for all different amounts of time um like in in rodeo there's that whole opening rodeo. section and it's all the men and um and i think i'm i think it's all core soloist dancers and me on stage so i i feel like i do and in class we all interact with each other yeah
0: mostly in the new choreography now there's a bigger mix when it comes to like integrating choreography between a a core of the ballet and a principal like at some point they could be dancing with each other while in older pieces like very separated everyone is on the stage but they're not much interacting with each other Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like you might find a principal dancer partnering a core mm-hmm. dancer in one of these new works, whereas mm-hmm. you might not find that as often in something from mm-hmm. the past. Yeah.
0: yeah. integrating, I guess. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do a fun speed round of questions with a this or that style of answering. Okay. They're going to be a mixture of ballet-related questions and also non-ballet-related questions. Okay. Classical rep or more modern rep?
4: Modern.
5: Um, does classical rep, like, include balance, like, the black and white balancing stuff? Oh.
1: Sure, those are yeah, classics. Sure.
5: Okay, I would say classic oh, rep, then. I don't... Or I don't both. Both.
1: <laughs> well, also, Balanchine does have the ones that are more classical and the ones right. that are more I like, modern, I so like the, can... the,
5: the, like, black and white abstract Balanchine things. Okay,
4: that's kind uh, of really? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I think both. Okay. Both. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Espresso, really, but... Okay.
1: <laughs> Elaboration by Gretchen Smith.
0: Spring or fall? Fall. Fall. Mariah carries "All I Want for Christmas Is You" original or Mariah carries "All I Want for Christmas Is You" extra festive edition? <laughs> I didn't even know there was an extra edition. How about festive edition.
4: "All I Want for Christmas" Lip Sync New Year's version?
1: Winner. <laughs> <laughs> That was not an option, but, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but we're
0: gonna
5: take it.
1: <laughs> okay, righty or lefty for pirouettes to the right.
5: Um, I mean, I always turn to the right on stage, but they're they're like eh. I Russell mean, gave a neither kind of phase, <laughs> I gave a neither. A jump, a jump,
0: a jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if
5: I if I didn't have to turn on stage, actually no, it's
0: fine. <laughs> but adagio or petit allegro,
4: oh. both hurt. I, I would I would say I love um, Zvi Gauthier, who teaches at New York City Center. I love his adagios.
5: I think I like Petite Allegro better. Is that true? I don't really know.
1: You're good at Petite Allegro. I
5: yeah. like feel really good when I move quickly, and like adagio rarely feels good for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I feel proud when I move quickly, and I'm rarely proud of my adagio. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is that the truth?
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you guys
4: like better? I'm gonna say adagio. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful adagio.
5: You do.
0: I guess like the chances of falling are less at <laughs> times, so I'll mm. go with that. And the chances
1: of me falling in adagio are higher. <laughs> no,
4: <laughs> I've watched you
1: do adagio no, my, a million my times. My bottom knees just need to get stronger mm. and stronger. Yeah. They get a little wobbly. Anyway, mm. okay. Uptown or downtown Manhattan? Downtown. Downtown. But it's quiet (laughs) uptown. Oh, gosh, that song makes
0: me cry. It does.
4: Mm. Okay.
0: For anyone that cared, my answer was Hampton. (laughs) (laughs) So just straight across. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, just straight across the river. Okay. Tchaikovsky or Stravinsky?
4: Oh, God. Ooh, that's a good one.
0: Let's not offend anyone, but let's pick
4: one. Yeah, this one, do we have to choose this one?
5: Or you can say both, you can say both. No,
4: that's not fun. Be bold, Gretchen.
5: I mean, I'd watch anyone do anything to mm-hmm. serenade, so I think I have to say Tchaikovsky.
1: I think I have to say Tchaikovsky too. I think I'm going to say that too.
0: Tchaikovsky. <laughs> 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 Okay. Yeah, oh gosh, that I know. Hurts. And then you that going, decision. But, but now hurts. you're going and listening in your head to Stravinsky, and you're like, oh.
4: Because I do listen to decision. it. Yes.
5: Yeah. That's that really it, good that, too. That's that true. Hurts. Like, I mean, there's a lot. Oh. Yeah.
1: It's very mystical. A lot of Stravinsky's things are very mystical. So mystical,
4: and then sometimes though, like, um, when I listen to Stravinsky in the subway. Sometimes, like, I'll forget, and then oh. it, it'll scare me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you seen it's that so video intense.
5: of the person who's, like, it's an orchestra <clears throat> playing Firebird, and right when the first monster comes out, someone in the audience screams because yes. they, <laughs> they've been asleep, and they're like, and <laughs> And everyone in the orchestra <laughs> starts laughing. <Yes. laughs> Is this a real thing? It's a real it's thing. It's real. Yeah. yeah. I think I've I've danced more to Tchaikovsky, so I think I have a more more of a connection to the Tchaikovsky music that I know than mm. I haven't done as many Stravinsky pieces recently. Mm. or as regularly
4: I mean but it's also you can fall asleep to Tchaikovsky it's harder to Easy. fall asleep to <laughs> <laughs> <servancy>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay Gretchen why don't you close the podcast no but it's your podcast that's okay thank you Claire
4: Jujmar and Aaron Sons for a lovely afternoon on the Rosin Box.
1: So we're going to introduce a new mini series to our podcast called Ask the Dancer. Um about maybe a week ago we sent out an Instagram story asking users if they would submit a question that we might answer on the podcast. So today we're going to do that and we're going to start with the question.
0: On a day-to-day basis, what keeps you motivated?
1: That's a great question because it's often really hard to stay motivated when you do similar things every day, especially I feel like in technique class it can be hard to rev up and if you've done a show for many nights it can be hard to keep it fresh.
0: And usually class is in the morning so like just to be motivated in the morning is a challenge no matter what you do.
1: Yeah, I feel like what keeps me motivated in and outside of company life um, is people. If I wake up in the morning and I have something to do for someone or I know that I have to be good in a show for people to see it, I'm already inspired. And I think another thing that helps me do the very more mundane tasks of the day is music. If I, I know that if I turn on good music or music that matches my mood or that lifts my mood, I can do I can do anything Mm -hmm. that's how it feels when I listen to music so I would say just knowing that I'm doing things with people and doing things for them and then also having music as that drive that really helps me
0: I think for me it's like just coming into the theater I'm already like a lot more motivated just walking in I'm in the place I'm in the zone I'm already ready to work and rehearsal. I actually really like rehearsal. It's a time to explore and to push yourself. And I feel like the days that I do have rehearsals before shows, I feel a lot more motivated and more ready and looking forward to the show with more excitement. And that's all for today in the Box.
1: Curtain down.
0: And please, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the latest episode releases. If you like this show, please
1: leave us a review. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage. We'll hear from you next time.
0: Is there someone in the company that you admire and look up to in particular? Just a That was not for you, Siri. Shit.
2: <laughs> <Just a moment. laughs>
1: Siri. Get out of this podcast. Bloopers.